I'll try to reference some stuff that we talked about. Um, it, it, uh, I, I, I'm not trying to just pull this out of the air. It has been recorded. It will be broadcast somewhere for somebody at some time. <laughs> Stay tuned for details. Yeah. Um, we're really building on this idea that we are, we are in a window of, of God restoring apostolic, or in essence, the fathers. You know, restoring fathers. Uh, there's been just so much decimation to whole families because of What's that? Because, because of the, the enemies targeting whole families. You know, the, 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 it, is, it is not an accident that we have the conditions that we have going on right now. And we are, we are observing Lord of the Rings in the spirit right now. I mean, it is, it is the most epic battle of good and evil maybe to ever be on the face of this earth. And here we are in need, in need of our men. In need of our men to be godly men. Not, not girly men. I start slow. I start slow and I get stronger. <laughs> but you are on the fourth meeting, so watch out, okay? <laughs> I, I do have a few things to share with you before we get too far down this road. Um, let me just mention to you uh, that uh, we, we, just, we just finished our, our website redesign and our new presentation of our Life Academy while I was here. This week, my team is feverishly at home working out the bugs. You may run into some bugs still. You may. There may be some bugs that you find, and you can info at and help us out. But we've, uh, we've changed our pricing structure and just the way that the Life Academy access works. If you're uh, involved in that at all, then you probably already have some sort of offer going on that you're already involved in. Otherwise, check it out. But what is new and I'm most excited about is our Life Academy Facilitator Program, which essentially is if you are interested in presenting any of the Life Academy series in your local environments, you can get in on the facilitator uh, training and uh, offer, which is free. So you simply just get a group of people to come to your class. They buy it. You present it. It's pretty easy. And you go, and it works. So it's that stressful. <laughs> well, it's a little more stressful. You've got to make cookies or something. But um, it's, it is a great way to multiply really a lot of what Loving on Purpose has been doing. Okay, so go check it out if you're at all interested, and there you go. Boom. What I want to talk to you about is 
building strong men in quote-unquote good times. And I'll explain that as I talk to you, but really, uh, ladies, thanks for coming tonight. And please, I, I, do, I do intend for you to be in on this uh, as a witness and as accountability. Okay? Uh, but uh, but I, am, I am sharing a message that I sh just shared with about 20 guys at a ranch in, whatever, what do we call that ranch? Brenham Ranch. We were just at Brenham Ranch with a, a group of men, and I shared this message, and... Um, it just feels like it's on the, the Lord's heart to stay in this mode because we've been, we've been leading up to this, really, through all these conversations about the earth needing to see the Father as He really is. Yeah. Uh, not the Lord to see your earthly Father. And if you don't work some stuff out, that's exactly what will happen is you in either in reaction or in training, you'll show the world your father instead of the father. And so you're going to have to, you're gonna have to get this whole package that we've been talking about to understand all of what I'm talking about. But I want you to get this point here, and it is time to show the world our Father. That is what Jesus came to do. He came to show the world His Father. He said over and over and over, this is my dad. This is my Father. If you've seen me, you've seen my Father. And it's true. When people look at you, they see your Father. And so who's your daddy? <laughs> Who is your father? And are you taking notes from him? Are you imitating your father or are you reacting to other fathers? And that takes a deliberate transition, transformation. You don't accidentally show the father. You are transformed into his image by being in his presence and learning and knowing who he is. And we live in a day and age when more than ever it is crucial that we learn how to father, how to be men together, understand the role, understand the, the function of fathers on the planet. One of the things that fathers do is they, they create an inheritance. One of, the, one of the key benefits of having a father in the home is the potential for an inheritance, which is probably the primary way to break poverty on the next generation. Wow. Is one generation of inheritance. Fathers carry that responsibility in society. Always have. 
In this country, one of our presidents, our second president, John Adams, is writing a letter to his, his wife, Abigail. And he says something very interesting because it is a flow of legacy. It is a flow of inheritance. He tells her that, you know, I must study war and politics so that my son has the option to study arithmetic and science and navigation so that their children can go on to study ceramics and poetry and music. Do you see how the quality of life changes? It's intentional. It's the role of fathers. The Bible says that a good man stores up an inheritance for his children's children. Not for his children, for his grandchildren. If the generation before did the same thing, then my children have an inheritance from my parents. And so they start out higher than I did. And I am working for the benefit of my grandchildren. I live in the, in the home with my grandchildren. I get to see them every day. I get to live with them and watch them grow. And I know that my life's work is not for my children. They have a, a, an inheritance they're building. My life's work is for my children's children. So that they start out with a different ease about their life. Now, and herein begins the dynamic to understand. You probably have seen this. Hard times create strong men. And strong men create good times. The strength that people develop from going through hard times prepares them to create a world to eliminate those hard times. They take this responsibility and they put it to good work. And they say, I am going to change this world so that my children don't go through what I went through. But that is then followed up with good times create weak men. And then weak men go on to recreate the hard times. So in all our efforts... To create ease for our children, we cannot forget the benefit of struggle, the benefit of faithfulness, the benefit of discipline, the benefit of character. See, godly men and godly women can create good times that train children in strength and not in weakness. If we remember that we're here to be faithful and to not lose 
sight of why we're here. And it is classic that we, that we get caught up in our own self-preservation, our own self-will, our own selfishness. And we hold the role of father, but we forget what we're doing until we create hard times. Side. Like that. How easy it is for us to forget what it was like when we were once family. The times we shared. How easy it is for us to forget how to smile.
What is so powerful about hard times? What is the lesson that lives in the hard times that good times classically talk us out of? It's sacrifice. There is sacrifice that is laying in the hard times that if we're not careful, the good times that are created teach us to be selfish. They teach us to forget the powerful benefit of laying our lives down. We remove from our life experience and our culture. We remove the willingness to serve, to be uncomfortable. To bring benefit to others. And we replace it with Ongoing practices of convenience, of a belief system that actually teaches us that life starts with us. Life is about getting something for me. And the more I practice that, the more of a habit it becomes, and the more of a habit it becomes, the more part of my character it becomes. And here comes the weak man. The weak man actually believes that he's here to be served. As a result, fatherlessness is out of control. As a result, men leave women to do the work. As a result, our society is breaking down. And nobody can fix this problem for us. One in every three children in the United States don't have access to their father. Now, in no way is this an indictment against single parents. I, I was raised by a single mother. There's hope. <laughs> I've had two stepfathers. I have, a, I have quite a story. Some, I don't know why some people think I'm Bill Johnson. <laughs> I have no idea how I became the family life pastor at Bethel Church. I, that doesn't make any sense at all. I feel like a blind taxi driver. I don't know how this happened. 
But the consequences, the fruit of fatherlessness. Look at that statistic. 279% higher that you might turn out to be a drug dealer and carry a weapon to hurt people. Suicide rate, off the charts. Just because we don't learn one lesson. That strength comes from learning sacrifice. From requiring yourself to learn, to embrace to practice sacrifice until it becomes part of your character. Because in good times, which we have lived for a very long time in good times, I say to a crowd in 2020, <laughs> but hard times for us is, my Wi-Fi doesn't work. I forgot to charge my phone. <laughs> We've lived in good times for a very long time. And life is just getting more and more convenient. More and more comfortable. And the sacrifice that's actually required of us is an inside job today. And it puts our character on display everywhere we go. Pornography is rampant. Why? Because pornography is fed by freedom. There's no one going to punish you away from pornography. You're smart enough to figure out where to get it, how to hide it, how to clear your history, how to Create time alone. Your freedom exposes your character. I just pulled this out of Judges because it, it, it's, a, it's a, a phrase that this is what happens when I am not focused on the Father and I don't have the responsibility to show the Father. I am comparing myself to other earthly people, including my own Father. If I go through life accumulating evidence against my father or against fathers, then I end up in an orphaned heart. I am on my own. I don't have a father. I don't need a father. I don't want a father. I will carve out what serves me best I will live in a world without a king. And I will do what I want. 
I'll tell you something. It's, it's kind of strange. And at this point, when people get weak, as this society has got, Satanism becomes very appealing. Do you know why? Because the core value of Satanism is your will be done. You want to do it? Do it. Actually, there's no such thing as sin for you because you are God. You make up the rules. You get to do whatever you want. That's what happened in the garden. And it's played out ever since. And now we have the craziest outbreak, manifestation of overt satanic worship. Why? Because you are God. See, that's what you can do with weak men. Because that's what weak men want. Selfishness. Weak men don't want accountability. They don't want anybody, they don't want anybody looking at their life. I'm going to isolate and insulate myself. I'm my boss. I'll be my own boss. Everybody else is to blame for anything that goes on in my life. You're the reason I'm doing pornography. You're the reason. You're the reason I don't love you. You're the reason this marriage is coming apart. You're the reason. You're the reason I'm leaving. You're the reason I'm angry. I get angry because of you. You make me angry. You make me angry. Think about that for just a second. If I could make you something, it certainly wouldn't be mad at me. <laughs> Weak men avoid responsibility. Blame, criticize, accuse. It's all about what I want. It's all about what I've created for myself. My time, my hobbies, my attention, my affections. I put them where I want to, even if they're destructive. I'm a consumer. I'm not a producer. I'm not a builder. I, there's no inheritance coming for me. I'm eating everything I can find. I'm, I'm diminishing the, the, the strength other people brought with them. And I sacrifice, but I sacrifice you for me. See, this is, this is what happens from good times. This is what good times teach us unless we develop character 
that looks like my father, good times are hard. I'm going to show the world my father. I'm not going to show the world the fruit of good times. No greater love. Here we go. No greater love is anyone than this, that I would sacrifice me for you. I would sacrifice me for you. Anybody remember John Q? Denzel Washington? <laughs> Gotta love you some Denzel, right? Denzel's, you know, he's, he's, he's got a little boy. I uh, didn't know he had a heart defect, but he does. And the way he finds out is that he rushes him to the hospital after he collapses on the ball field. And they get there, and they say he needs a heart transplant. A transplant? Well, how much is that? It's a lot. Do you have insurance? Oh, I just got cut back at the factory. I don't have insurance anymore. Or not insurance that covers that. What else can we do? Uh, well, he's going to die. Your boy's going to die because we won't put him on the donor list. Now, John's wife heard them say, the boy's going to die because we can't get him on the list. And so she calls John. She tells him, John, I don't know what you're going to do, but you'll do something. Now, John's done everything he can think of doing. Sold all his stuff. Got a, just a pittance of cash on his table. So he goes down to the emergency room of that same hospital and takes everyone in there hostage. Because that's something. <laughs> but fortunately, the world's greatest heart surgeon is in the hospital, emergency room, that very moment. So it's later in the movie, they have Mikey in there, heart surgeons there, trying to figure out what to do. We're in trouble, John. Mike's blood pressure has dropped into the mid-40s. His atrial blood pressure should be in the low teens. It's 35. I'm sorry, John. Without a new heart, he's not going to make it. Okay. Take mine. What? You heard me. Take my heart and you put it in, Mike. Oh, man. You can't be serious. You bet I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. Wow. Man, that means you'll be dead. And my son will live. John, you can't do this. Man, that means you'll be dead. Yeah, this is, this is a strong man talking. This is a man who isn't about to stand there and be a consumer. This isn't a man who's going to let a weak character rule this moment. This is when it matters most. When other people's lives are on the line. Strong men, godly men 
are willing to walk in the light and be seen and be known and be accountable and be responsible for themselves. And these are the things that we teach our, our young men by, by doing it as men. We don't point to other men and go, yeah, be like that. We take responsibility to say, hey, be like me. Follow me as I follow Christ. This isn't somebody else's job. Because you have unique relationships with other men that nobody else has. You have access to young men and other men that makes you the point man. Have a great cause. Be sure that your life is not about you. You cannot be the biggest thing in your life. Or you'll be playing video games. <laughs> Pretending like you have a great life. Should we, we just let that cook for a while? Probably should just let that cook for a little while. Discomfort does a body good. You had better have a life so big that you need to pray or you're in trouble. You better be engaged in a cause way bigger than you in this generation wow. or you sold yourself short wow. and you got distracted. You need a life so big it takes more than one life to do it. That's why you build an inheritance. That's why you have a legacy. Or you're just going to lay around and look at your phone. <laughs> this is how dads talk. Okay. And, and, then, and then the orphan reaction to dad talking is, don't tell me what to do. You don't know me. <laughs> Let this land, gentlemen. Let this impact you. Yeah. Come on. A father disciplines his sons because he loves them. Okay? I don't know who's talking to you like this, but probably nobody. And it's not on accident. It's by design. You stay away from voices like this. All the women are amen in me right now. Are you catching that? Is anybody catching that? I'm getting all these. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. 
That was deeper. <laughs> Strong men are convinced of some things. They're so convinced of some things that they will always do this, and they will never do that. And they live by those convictions, that this is how my life will work. My life will always work in this direction, and it will never go in that direction. And I surround myself with other men who have convictions. That doesn't mean my convictions can never change, because sometimes they were wrong. And I was really, 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 really wrong. But I got to have other strong men in my life to battle with and adjust and grow and get on the right track. Because sometimes, sometimes the women try to tell you something and you just don't listen. Come on, girls, you're going to say, preach. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> My life really is about how I helped other people, what I gave away. My goal is to go to the grave with nothing. Got nothing. What am I going to do with it in the grave, right? I got to leave it on the field here. Our lives are all about taking the risk, taking the risk and investing in places that may not pay you back. You know, I mean, that's the life of a father. I mean, you pour your life into these children, and there's no guarantee that anything's coming back. Probably nothing is. Not for a really long time, unless you move in with them. I spent some time with uh, Paul Young, the author of The Shack. And, uh, and he, he was telling me that a buddy of his had just returned. This was a years, years back. And he said he had been with uh, Billy Graham. Billy Graham was, you know, in his last years... And uh, the, the, the man asks him, he says, Billy, if you had a chance to do anything over again, would you change anything? And Billy says, yeah, I, I wouldn't do any of the crusades. I wouldn't do any of the big arena stuff I did. I would choose 12 men and I would pour my life into them. Don't you love that? I love that one. (laughs) 
It's about sacrifice, gentlemen. The quality of your character is really about the sacrifice you're willing to make for the benefit of others. That's what you'll be remembered for. The goal in life is to, is to go to the grave with nothing left. Spent your life giving you away for the building and benefit of others. That's strength. That's courage. That's covenant. That's what your father's doing. Freely you receive. And you're a conduit of that benefit. But it doesn't happen on accident. It happens on purpose. It happens through having a father. A father who sees you. A father who knows you. A father who, who can speak to you. A father who can adjust you. I left Reading, Bethel Reading, uh, six years ago, and I, I made a commitment to stay engaged with the senior team, and so six to nine times a year, I travel back up to Reading, which is a three-hour ride, and I realized I did it because of my covenant with that house. But what I didn't realize is that pretty much everywhere I go, I'm a father. I'm a father to where I go. So that's the relationship I have with most places where I go is, oh, Danny, you're a father. Oh, you're a father. Danny, you're a father. The only place where I am a peer or a son is at Bethel. It's the only place I can protect those relationships is by staying engaged there. And I'm so glad I did. Because I have to have people who will speak to me like a father. I have to have people who will, who will correct me. I have to have red lights in my life. Who can stop Danny Silk? He's crazy. Who can Sherry call when we need help? I have to keep those people in my life. Because it would be easy to be this old and not have it. To act like, I have no fathers. I need no fathers. I'm old. <laughs> like, no, I, I need fathers. I need people who can back me up. I need somebody who can challenge what I'm so convicted about. I need to be confrontable. I need to be more than willing to adjust, to protect my relationships with the people that I'm in covenant with. 
so do you. We've been gifted as fathers to have words that are life to other people in who they are. To remind people when they're scared of who they are. To remind people when they have failed who they are. To remind people who God is in them when they are overwhelmed and intimidated and thinking about giving up. Father has a voice. You have, you have the strength in your office that, that when you take it away, you leave families Communities, societies, open to corruption. Open to defilement. Open to exploitation. This is the covering that a father brings. A father brings a covering through the respect that he cultivates in a relationship that others have for him. I want to protect my connection to you. And so I will let you influence me. Fathers see you. Fathers believe in you. That's our job. Our job is to bring adjustment where it's necessary. Fathers do that. Anybody see the movie Blood Diamond? Yeah. Good. That was, pretty, that was a pretty yeah, deep yeah. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's He's a diamond hunter in South Africa, or he's in Africa. I'm not sure exactly where he is. He's got a, a, a guy, Solomon, who lost his son to the, the raiders who came through and killed the people in the village and stole his son and turned him into a child soldier and made him do all kinds of crazy stuff that is just wrecked his boy. We're at the part in the movie where they find, find the big diamond that he's been searching for, and Solomon found his son. He found his boy. I want you to just see the power of a father. Keep digging, huh? They'll be here any second. Come on. <clears throat> Keep digging. It had better be there, huh? Yes, yes. Have you got it? Have you got it, huh? Yes, got it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Solomon. What are you doing? Dia! Young Bay! Young Bay! What are you doing? Bella, dear Avanti, of the proud Mende tribe. You are a good boy who loves soccer and school. Your mother loves you so much. She waits by the fire making plantains and red palm oil stew with your sister yonder. And did you, baby? The cows wait for you. And Babu, the wild dog who wants no one but you. Hmm? I know they made you do bad things. You're not a bad boy. I am your father. Who loves you. And you will come home with me and be my son again. to move, huh? It's never been as important as it is now. Even the babies know. The orphans have been running the orphanage since the fathers have been chased away. And they've been chased away strategically by Lucifer. But they were chased away by their own character in good times. You can't blame the devil because he doesn't control you. But if you don't control yourself, you're easily manipulated. We have an epic opportunity right now To join with what the Father is doing on the planet. And he's doing it at the highest levels. He's doing it at the highest levels. And most people are not ready for it. Most people 
are very easily manipulated. Fear is at an all-time high in the world and in our nation. And God is love. And love casts out all fear. It's as though Lucifer walked up and signed this 2020 as though to just mock God. While people willingly participate as slaves to fear. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. And this is the day, this is the time, this is the place, this is the opportunity to welcome fathers in your own life and to take up the role as a father in this generation and to put away excuses and repent. Simply repent in participating in cultivating a self-centered character. And pick up a cause. Pick up a calling. Pick up something so big you got to pray or you're going to die. If God doesn't come through, we're going to die. But if God doesn't come through, I don't want to live. I only want to live where he's coming through. And so maybe that requires some adjustment because I was standing in the wrong spot. Okay, let me pray some more. So let's, uh, let's all stand together. And I, I just want us to make some declarations before we get out of here. Actually, let me do this. Ladies, have a seat. And gentlemen, if you don't want in on this, you can sit down too. We won't watch. I want us to just make some declarations together as men. On three, repeat after me. One, two, three. I am a righteous man. 
I will answer the call to be a loving father. I will live a life worthy of imitating. I will build an inheritance for my children's children. I am a man of God. I will show the Father to this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, gentlemen, for letting me beat the snot out of you for a while. But uh, please... Please, please don't get your feelings hurt. I wasn't trying to do that in the least. I am trying to inspire you because uh, we, we do have epic times, epic times. You know, you're going to look back on this and you're going to think, you know, Moses leading the Hebrew slaves out of Egypt had nothing on 2020. All right, it's all going to come out later. You're all going to watch it, but you're all going to be so happy that you're a part of rising up as men of God and allowing the apostolic to break through and change the world. Ladies, thank you so much. Ladies, stand up. Stand up. Come on. Yeah, I, I I don't want to exclude you in any way. So, Father, I pray that as, as we take our rightful places, and Lord, tonight it is, it is adjustment for the men. But Lord, we pray that you solidify whole families again in this, in this nation, in this world. And Lord, that we actually do draw strength from one another and the roles that we play, the partnerships that we create. Father, I pray for a spirit of covenant to land in our families, in our homes, for there be, to be a renewing of the understanding of what it means to direct yourself in connection and to protect connection, not only with our marriages, but with our children, with the body, with the brothers and sisters, Lord, in our communities, that when people take a look at how we live one to another, they will say, surely those people know Jesus. Look at how they love each other. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Happy birthday, you guys. Thank you so much. Come on. Let Danny know how much you appreciate him and love him and his, uh, his voice to this house, but uh, to this, this generation, this really our in history, we're gonna have some some ministry available for people who want it. If you can hold tight just for a moment, um, as Danny was talking about the generational blessing of inheritance um, from fathers. I have my my father here, and um, and my my brother is here as part of the team too, and and he is he has released uh, a generational blessing to us and to our children. But I just want him to pray over you that generational father's inheritance blessing. And then uh, we can go ahead and have the ministry team. Uh, Here's what I'm going to do. Ministry team, if you can come to my left, your right. And then if we have some fathers on our our team, um, 
our teams, if you want to come over here, then after he prays, if you want a father to bless you, if you want to step into that, that generational inheritance momentum a blessing, you just want to be blessed by a father, we're going to have some men of God who love God and love people just uh, lay their hands on you and bless you. But I'm going to have, so ministry team, you can start to come up here. Um, fathers on, on our team who want to who wanna come up here and uh, do that, that would be, start make your way up here. Go ahead and uh, you just put your hand on your heart. just going to have my dad just pray a blessing over us. You guys can have, back in the sound booth, just put on some, some music and we're just going to let the Lord just begin to minister to us and we're going to release you right after this, but I feel like this is just important. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just, I just want to say that the family union is so important. I think Danny mentioned it earlier. He's talking about apostles and how the devil really wants to, us not to understand the role of apostle. But he also wants to, he wants to attack the family. And the family is such a pivotal concrete unit of the kingdom of God. You know, when I was a kid, I was very fortunate. My mother and father were both at home working hard for me and my sister, but all around me, there were fatherless homes. And I saw the result of that, the fruit of that. And the fruit of that is so evident. So I want to call you fathers forward. And I want you to understand the importance of your role in the generations. Because the fruit of fatherless homes, we're seeing that every day. We're seeing it every day. So I just want to release a prayer right now over the family and over the generations and the, and the coming generations. Amen? Will you guys join me in that? Lord, I just thank you for your love. I thank you that you have a plan, Lord. And that plan includes a strong family unit, a strong structure. And I just release right now revelation over all the fathers here today that they understand their important role. I don't care if your name is known, if you're famous, or you're not. It doesn't really matter because in your family, you are important. Amen? You are important. So I just bless the family. I bless the generations that will come from the fruit of strong families. And I say that even if you didn't have a father in your life, now you guys may understand this, but I'm going to say right now, so what? So what? Last night during worship, the Lord said to me, you know, you, got, you need to let go of some stuff. I said, but Lord, this and that. He said, Lord said to me, so what? He said, so what? So this happened and that happened. So what? You've been born again. I am your father. And I love you. So so-and-so told a lie over you. So what? So you didn't have the best. So what? I'm going to say to you right now, so what? So what? Where are you today is the most important thing. 
What do you believe right now is the most important thing? So I just release truth over your lives right now. I release the, the true revelation of who your father is right now. And I just release fruit that will last two generations right now over you in the name of Jesus Christ. And as a prophetic act, I just want you right now to say, yes, Lord. I receive it. And say, so what? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you for being with us, hanging out one more time. Can you let Danny know how much you love him and appreciate him? Come on. Crank up some music from the back there. We have ministry teams here to pray for you if you came with any need, physical, relational, financial, doesn't matter. And we have a group of great men over here that are here just to pray, pray a blessing over you. If you want a Father's blessing, come up to these men and just let them love on you for a moment. Any of our other team uh, that can join the, the Father line, that would be appreciated.
if if anyone needs prayer, we have prayer servants here that would love to pray for you. Uh-huh. 